two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. You ever uh, come across this phenomenon out in the wild? Um a baby with a really, really low cry. Hmm. It's just a baby that just sounds like a forty-five-year-old uh, guy crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but boy, do I want to. That sounds really nice. Yeah, I think it was a nice change of pace. <laughs> right. Oh man, I think you dress them up and have it be like a little novelty. You know, make them make them an influencer YouTuber guy right away. The the low crying baby. Ah, oh, see, I'm not, I'm not ensconced in uh in the influencer community like you are i wouldn't have even thought to make them an in- influencer <laughs> well i mean it pretty much writes itself you get the suit and you already have the he's already doing the act so you know all i yeah I, I didn't, all i did there were already cameras running i didn't do anything you know right no i get what you're saying i just it just uh you know people are different you're 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 there you're right on the cut you're uh on the bleeding edge and you know <laughs> that the right thing to do is to turn that guy into an influencer and not just, I don't know, talk about him on a podcast and he never gets discovered, right? Nobody even knows where he is, but uh, you're going to give that baby a contract as they say. Right. And then ruin his life if he, but honestly, I feel like some of these YouTube kids grow up and aren't known if they're like baby celebrities. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm nobody knows me. I can go walk into Starbucks all day. I'm as unknown as they come, but I just have this, uh, almost this little like bar trick. I can say, Hey, I was the, uh, low voice YouTube baby. No, you weren't. Yes. You know? Yeah. No, you weren't. They, uh, speaking of a few topics that we've uh, had on the podcast and I don't, I don't want to, I do want to come back to this low voice baby, but, uh, they, uh, Charlie bit my finger, I think is, is, uh, has been removed from, the old UET because uh, it ties in with NFTs. I think they turned the Charlie bit me uh, video into an NFT and took it off YouTube and like you know you can like pay to own the Charlie bit my finger uh, video. Oh wow, interesting! And nobody knows who that kid is, right? So there you go. Or unless he turned out to be Charlie uh, Charlie so, Rose, who's that? Charlie Rose, uh, that's that guy who oh, probably always looked old, even when he was really young. Um, gray-haired guy. Okay. Uh, looks old. Right. Uh, Has a low voice. <laughs> voice even <laughs> as a child. <laughs> Used to get his finger bit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Charlie bit me, no longer out there. I that's wow. what I do believe. Yeah. Man. And that really hurt Charlie. That was just I mean, that a lot of things you look at and you say, Oh, well, how the hell did that this thing, if anything, deserve to be known and loved? Charlie bit me is uh is the best thing. I you know, worth living that video, I think. Yeah, and I wonder how much it went for. We'll have to uh it's really kind of information I should have brought to this podcast, but uh you know the nft could it's probably worth five million bucks right i mean well in terms of how much money you make off of youtube for how many plays it has it's probably already earned them 
you know way beyond that i would imagine right is if it has like you know 70 750 million views just a guess i have no idea whatever it probably had before it got taken down i mean i have to imagine that if that equates to you know more than five million is my guess wow okay yeah who gets that i think i think it all just goes to youtube (laughs) (laughs) so and then nfts like i clearly still don't get it um but i'm not asking you to explain it right now but so you (laughs) uh, so a youtube video gets big and you say all right this prime nft territory here pull it off there and then anytime somebody wants it they can give bitcoin for it and then that's a non-fungible token because it was sold for bitcoin maybe yeah i think you're right around you're dancing right around it and i don't know exactly but i think it's more like uh you know things like videos or digital art or songs or anything like that really are one of a kind um and so there's people out there who for whatever reason want to own the one of a kind things uh and might be willing to pay a whole bunch of money to to own a thing like that that means you got to take it if to make it like truly unique, you have to take it off any of the like kind of public places that it exists so that when somebody actually has it, they can say, ah, I've got it. I'm the only person who, who really has a video, uh, you know, who really has the official Charlie bit me video. Oh, and then oh, the, that one guy Charlie, bought it. Yeah. So one guy will buy it. Yeah. So okay. one, one person will buy it. So that's the non fungible part of it is like, you know, it's, it, it can't be switched out. It can't be, replicated or anything like that it's a one-of-a-kind thing charlie and yeah possibly with all that (laughs) money from the finger Uh, well it's youtube money yeah because he worked for youtube (laughs) (laughs) just a brilliant video storage algorithm writer Um, yeah that guy had a couple other good ones too as i recall um that i don't know if they were charlie level but uh the dad just like asking the kid to explain gravity to the, I think the kid who was saying Charlie bit me, his name was Harry. Yes. And so his dad's just like, what's gravity, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's just like bowling. Cause you can't stay up there. Can you <laughs> like the cutest, which I think that could have been, you know, every bit as good as Charlie bit me, but uh, yeah. What's, what's gravity, Harry. <laughs> dad knowing exactly what he's doing yes and he just he doesn't know the answers to any of the questions that he asks (laughs) harry (laughs) secretly writing down whatever harry says on the side what's a non-fungible token harry (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and his dad's name was charlie too i think Yes, Charlie too. A good name for uh, <laughs> an older version of Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Tuna. <laughs> Charlie Tuna in parentheses non fungible token. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. This low voice baby just, you know. I don't know if you if you wind up as the parent of the low voice baby. What are you worried? 
or anything like that or and right. you what do you try to train your baby to cry in a with a higher voice yeah like, i they, think you do you react with an impression of a higher the, the kids going like <laughs> and you go you take it a pitch at a time so you up uh, semitone up from who is who <laughs> you know and i think you work up that way like i think babies can or no excuse me i was going to say babies understand gradual movement but i was going to say they might need to be an aggressive jump so they're going <laughs> you go take it an octave not just a semitone okay <laughs> and otherwise Ooh, it's very similar rhythmically and the amount of huzz you do um mm -hmm. and i think they can start to pick up on it that way okay yes they are uh they are masters of mimicry our babies so. <laughs> maybe uh maybe that guy's dad is a big time crier and that's how he wound up that way in the first place because oh, I, I feel right. like babies I, i've always wondered how they even learn how to cry right because we're not we're not most of us out here crying left and right but they just they're kind of just uh, born with that they're that, that's kind of built into us to to cry when we're babies but yeah if he had a dad who was just constantly weeping like you know uh, big bitcoin losses constantly <laughs> just uh, crying about those things then maybe he would start to pitch his cry down to be more right. like dad i do think so um yeah and i think a, a common theme on this podcast has been uh you know if you sound a certain way and you don't want to do an impression of a different one and so i think when a baby whatever the age of a baby can start you know becoming a mimic i think you start saying okay well this is gonna help you be more successful in life i would pitch pitch let's not go an octave let's not do a semitone let's go a fifth okay an octave or an interval Circle of, a of fifth. fifths yes <laughs> get a fifth of vodka um no yeah and right do an impression is all i wanted to get in there of of a better pitched uh cry i think yeah okay and yeah. i honestly I, I gotta say in terms of better pitch i think that the low voice cry is very nice like i just I, you normally you don't like to hear a stranger's baby crying but like this just tickled me you know i and i didn't uh you know i wasn't the least bit bothered Right. I, I didn't in any way start trying to teach him how to do it at higher pitched. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. And I normally I correct any baby about anything they're doing wrong. But this in this case, I was, yeah, kudos. Keep going. That's really right. funny. And uh, and a way to make crying less grating, you know, just if if at all possible, we train the babies to all do this. Yes. Or what about a safe thing you put over their face? to like at a, it's basically like auto-tune for crying and you oh, you set okay. it at like the most you go to you go and you get your doctor to strap you into whatever test machine uh tests you for what crying sound is most pleasing to you okay. once that test like result that. comes back you get this uh you know cry mothering machine <laughs> you you walk over to your baby slowly with a pillow <laughs> um and no and <laughs> yeah you you can like put this thing on their face to like pitch their cry and have it be the most like rework the things that annoy us right use the fuel that's out there is what i'm thinking 
the cry that's fuel. good make it something that's going to benefit us oh based on these test results it seems as though this guy would really become zen and calm from this exact pitch um and otherwise it's the exact same as what the baby's doing we just have to modify it slightly i i actually think we've stumbled into a really good idea again here but here's okay. here's how we tweak it instead of smothering the baby uh with this thing that you put over them you get you know how they have noise canceling active noise canceling headphones right right which are have you know microphones on the outside they're picking up the sound and then they reverse that sound and send a signal that reverses that sound into the ear and therefore you you can't hear the outside stuff and, and it isolates the the music well mm. instead of using something like that cuz you you don't want that cuz you got to be able to hear if your baby's crying but since we could cancel it the the headphones could learn what your baby's cry sounds like and turn it into anything at all that still oh, lets yes. you know that the baby's crying but right. uh is a lot more pleasing and i think that baby's cries are like intentionally really sort of uh disruptive to your brain and your your psyche and sure. uh that's for a good reason but um I think we'd probably be better off as a society if instead uh, it sounded like something, you know, maybe it's just a funny voice that you gave to your baby just saying like, hey, dad, you know. Hey, I'm a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Just said it to an even worse cry, (laughs) a louder, more piercing cry. Um, Yeah, or just like gorgeous uh you know randomly generated notes so like if you like writing songs so wow my baby's cry was looped into this note and melody generator and boy i gotta tell you his afternoon cry gave me the inspiration for uh my next great hit yes i like that i think it's actually a good idea yeah i think some headphones that uh, can be programmed to turn your the sound of your baby's cry into something a lot more enjoyable that's that's genuinely worth exploring yeah what would you go with like you all right so the the pilot program of this what what are you going with as like the this is what the most people would deem better than crying and most universally you know to pitch the idea this would be the one to go with yeah some some calm music um, or running brook like the trickling water like that you play during a meditation maybe i like that a lot too yeah soothing ocean sounds right um, that kind of a thing uh yeah but i think you can you can pretty much cancel out all of the the baby sound and then yeah it, right with where where it was <laughs> <laughs> with that yeah newfangled smothering machine <laughs> <laughs> right and while you're smothering it it, it plays music <laughs> it's really, really nice music of a baby no no it plays a baby's voice saying yes please keep doing this i love pillows <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being smothered don't worry <laughs> right it, it records it does a deep fake video of you smothering him but the baby saying oh please keep doing this i love it Yes, and then yeah, for just for plausible deniability later. <laughs> right. He was saying he liked it. He was saying what the baby's three weeks old. 
<laughs> no, he was saying it was great. Keep going. Right. He was saying he was three weeks old the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think you get investors based on how good the idea is. They're like, all right, yeah, this product could be something, but we're really buying into you guys as the whole changing what babies do into like peace instead of like just being annoyed by everything babies do babies poop you know have them poop directly into like these little plastic containers that can be used as like paints for later or something i don't know i haven't thought that one out but like <laughs> i like that you know watercolor paints and it's all like baby poop based you know rebranded into like a um what's that word that what's caviar like a, a, a special high-end thing novelty no uh delicacy delicacy yes yeah, the carnegie delicacy yeah yeah i like that idea i did i didn't actually catch what the idea was <laughs> yeah i i'm i as it was running away from me i might have might have gotten locked up in my uh locked up in my beliefs and um you never ha can have too many beliefs right you can only have bad ones but too many is never an issue as long as they're all good is that what you're saying? Yeah. Which I think is also pretty close to how uh, Gruden would pronounce the the police. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the Belize. Oh, he would say Belize, the country. <laughs> uh, Let me yeah. tell you about Belize. These guys are really out there getting defunded. <laughs> All gobs are bastards. <laughs> gobs uh, yeah good. woke gruden let me tell you about all gobs or bastards <laughs> <laughs> that's a good character this guy was out there defunding the bullies it's what we're famous for what's your most core belief mm. most core at my most at my core what do i yeah always fall back on right what's it um uh, nothing matters <laughs> yeah is it right meaning the the world is void of meaning in the end i think it's not like i use that to like help guide my decisions but from like a what's the what's the backbone of my worldview it's uh that nothing yeah nothing has any particular meaning to it <laughs> <laughs> right i mm, yeah what do you maybe you just get like a script of every all the meanings right at the end you're on your deathbed and oh look at this it was irrelevant throughout so we we were right to not think anything meant anything but oh look at this like the fact that we didn't think that actually meant a lot because it it kept our anxiety low and um yeah i'm gonna go uh die in peace when i when my grandson who i've hired to come smother me is on his way over oh man that's good a whole company that connects people who want to <laughs> smother people with people who want to be smothered <laughs> you're right and then a company who changes the smothering into nice music <laughs> yes <laughs> that's good yeah i think tinder for smothering is, is uh... 
<laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah, the whole company who changes every bad thing into just nice, good music ideas. <laughs> <laughs> when a when a bullet comes out of a gun, it's, you know, Pachelbel Cannon plays. Yeah, Pachelbel's Cannon. Cannon and D. Change yeah. that to any other key. It sounds like garbage. But right. Cannon and D. He was really sure it needed to be in D. Cannon and D, right. Th- those are the musical people I can't relate to. The key-obsessed nah. people. I don't know the key stuff. No, I've, I'm not even going to bother tuning a guitar. Le- you know, talk about life has no meaning. Music keys have no meaning. I, I'm with you on that. I think uh, people say like, oh, E... You know, one of the happiest keys, the key of E. Like I, I think you could play the same song. In I mean, first of all, Pachelbel's Canon and D is pretty happy. At least some of it. It like, it it actually gets kind of dark on you a few times. It's uh, the exact same song regardless of what song you play it in. Yes, what key you play it in? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Say don't if you turn that into uh, Canon and E. It's not like it. You're like, oh yeah, this thing's rocking. This is happy. No, it's, no. it sounds the exact same. Right, sounds the exact same. The only thing that will change is if you like change it in other ways. The key has nothing to do with anything. I don't relate to you, um, and that might be what makes me not a real music person. But that's okay. I, I don't want to be one then. Okay, yeah. If somebody says that that makes me not a real music person, I that that makes me want to be one. I'll stop believe in that but oh okay no right. not at all Just that's an interesting double, way to take it right do I'd it double down yeah uh okay i'll get really key obsessed and i'll you know show up and uh anything you do i'll find ways to turn it into nice music oh that's a nice way i thought you were gonna say you know okay fine i'll i will get key obsessed become really good at being a true musician understand everything about it and then next time I see you again, I'll say something that makes you feel like you're not a real musician. Right. I'll point. smother you to Pachelbel Cannon in D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 What would if, be the best classical piece to smother somebody to? Or to get smothered to? More more like it. Let's let's take it away from us doing the bad stuff. Somebody's doing something bad to us. Um, I Or no, like, we hired them, so it's good. But you know, like, you know what I'm saying. I like a smothering to uh, Yezu Joy of Man's Desiring. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Can you picture smothering to that? Because I think that's like, I think it's perfect. But I, I bet you there's some other, because I, for me, I don't, smothering's not like a violent thing. I'm, it's, so it's not like right. Beethoven's Fifth or something like that. That I, I don't, it's yeah. not some big dramatic thing. It's kind of more of a, a soft buildup of you know enjoyment maybe yeah maybe the sikut chervus or exultate yusti could be good smotherings oh the yusti yeah yeah remember the yust man i don't actually remember the exultate and yusti exultate man yeah exultate yusti in domino yeah domino who who uh originally wrote that particular exultate Exultat man. Um shoot, I don't know. Can't can't pull that one. Um Okay. Siku Chervus. Was that Franz Beeble? I don't know. Really? Franz Beeble? Franz Beeble. He did a great Ave Maria that I really liked. Um he might have done the Siku Chervus, but I don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Justin Bieber's gay brother, Franz Bebel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. The Secret Service's gay brother, Sikut Chervus. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Any new things we should be hanging on walls? I mean, you know, family pictures, uh, dead animal heads, paintings. What? What? what where's it going next? I mean, a, a picture of your credit card, big poster. <laughs> uh i like that i like yeah picture your credit card's good the first thing that jumped into my mind when you asked the question was uh seats you know we're we've we've been sitting on the floor the whole time <laughs> uh hanging a couple <laughs> seats on the walls get, okay. they, especially in here in new york you know get get a little room back yes um, oh i like that um load-bearing walls all for the purpose of of seats and like doubles as decoration too and then right what goes on the floor the oh paintings walkable paintings paintings you can walk on on the floor yep turn both things on their ear yeah put all the seats on the walls get all the big blown up posters of your credit card and put those around <laughs> the floor right and basically there's like this nice layer of uh whatever the better to walk on glasses probably one of the plexiglasses or one of those nice clear situation and you can kind of load your decorative floor down with you know what would normally be on the wall pictures of your family you know whatever yes another another idea that came to mind is uh some um pictures like painting picture frames that it's very easy to print out and change out so like you have some not that close friends coming over and you print out a bunch of pictures of them and their family <laughs> and you have that make it look like you know that's your entire house is decorated with pictures of this person <laughs> right before they show up. oh that's really good yeah because right what's it to what's it to you if it's so easy to do yeah and how much would it mean to them too and very funny very creepy um there's something to that i think even like a, you know, somehow you have a painting of them, like a, you know, picture, a, a way of, you know, they have those different uh, filters and stuff on pictures. You get a pretty good one of those that looks like an actual painting. And then you can switch out like a, this, a canvas. <laughs> looks like you just have a painting of this like tertiary friend or whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. All these like Photoshop pictures of you, uh, you out fishing with their daughter, you know, or something. <laughs> <laughs> holding hands. Oh, you. I didn't realize that that you and Morgan even knew each other. You've you've been out fishing together. Yes, yes, we have. <laughs> um, oh, that's that's really good. I think that one. You know, we. I think sometimes we pause once in a while and we say, okay, you know, jokes are one thing, but this is this might be one of the ones. Right. This is a this is the thing that's gonna get us out of this dead end podcasting job. <laughs> Sharks, are you tired of not having uh joke art to hang on the wall based on who's coming over for dinner? Right. 
So that's good. But I, yeah, I like your idea too of just really dumb, arbitrary things, blown up pictures of old expired credit cards and stuff <laughs> like that. That's really funny. Yeah, or maybe back when it was like you were typing your credit card in more. I feel like now everybody knows it. Everybody knows each other's credit cards by now. No, uh, <laughs> everybody know like has their. You type it in once and it's there. But I was thinking like in the days where you were constantly typing it in and like there wasn't a main seamless or Grubhub or wherever you're like, all right, type it into this website again. And then it was on the wall that way. Um, but this then you you trans uh, transfer it, transition it into art. That's good. Yeah, I think you risk. um people doing a lot more telescope identity theft than you know people because you could like you could just telescope into anybody's apartment what do you mean telescope? You know, you just but just bust out a telescope and just look into the windows of oh. an entire apartment building and write down all their credit card numbers you know? i gotcha okay so right once it transitions into art that's when you change a few of the numbers there we go yeah uh, well can you really say that's art at that point, though, if it's not that, the real credit card? That is seriously like where that would be a realistic line that would be drawn for, in the name of art. Like, well, back, you know, back in the uh, the credit card realism era, you know, these were the, the real artists of the time. And then people came along and cha- they didn't even have their real credit card numbers up there. Like that would be the the people who ruined art, you know, in the eyes of those who were the credit card realist painters. Right. Yeah, if Andy Kaufman was, uh, no, who was the guy who was painting the Campbell's soup cans? The War Man. Yes, the War Man, Daddy Warbox. Um, <laughs> Daddy Warbox. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy the War Man Warhol. Yeah, if Andy Warhol... Um, it was painting like made up Campbell's soup cans, like just making up his own uh, different types of soup. Right, with not real credit card numbers on them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then people would have said, this is not art, but he's stuck to the real uh, the real soups and the real credit cards. And that's <laughs> yeah. how he became Little Orphan Annie's father. That's how he became the head of Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Starbucks was one guy. Um, yeah, were they? Did they even have credit cards in the the Warhol era? I feel like credit cards were what the early eighties, mid seventies. Um, yeah, I think so. Sixties, you can't picture a credit card, right? No, there, with those mustaches and long hair, there was no, there was not a credit card in sight. I don't if they had them, they were like huge, like the size of a basketball that you're <laughs> carrying around, like some big right. giant credit card. Um, yeah, so I, I would say, yes, probably in the 70s, you started getting the small plastic credit cards. Right. Checkbooks couldn't have been. Oh, checkbooks maybe are old. Yeah, checkbooks, I could see. I could see a checkbook in the 40s, actually. I think they had those, but they were just filled with credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> just see they were each single use single use <laughs> credit cards book of them right um how much money do you have <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, yeah. I like the ideas of, uh, you know, put, putting the credit cards on the wall. I like the, oh, shit, quick, somebody's coming over. Uh, even be even really funny to do it even quicker. Like there's like a, uh, you know, a delivery guy who's coming to like deliver some food. I guess oh, a lot shit. of the time they, a lot of the time they don't come into your apartment though. But yeah, you just come up with a little ruse like, yeah, come on in. Can you drop it down for me? Yeah. How about that delivery guy that just came into my apartment that one time when the first year that we, uh, that uh, I was up in New York. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. What was the situation there? He just walked right in. I don't know. I just thought it was like such a funny situation. We had ordered some food. This guy just didn't knock and just the delivery guy just walked right into the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, not, I guess it doesn't tell well as a story. Just a funny thing for a guy. To he, had a, he had a jacket with all of our pictures on it. <laughs> Yeah, but I think you get the if you can get the delivery guy, um, you know, from the app. Like, if there's a picture of him, what you can do is that reverse lookup search or whatever that they do on Catfish. Try to find all the other. Try to find who the person is. Get a bunch of other pictures of the delivery person based on, you know, the little photo from the app, and yes. then get those all. Put them all over your apartment, and then. <laughs> Yeah, dude, come on, come on in. I got my hands full here. Do you mind if I you just come in real quick? Right. And just entire apartments just covered in pictures of that guy's family. And, here, uh, you want to have some of this food? And then oh, <laughs> his family's yeah. printed all over the food. <laughs> <laughs> now sit down. See, I got enough for both of us. Yeah, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you sure you don't want to use the bathroom? <laughs> His family is uh, is on the urinal cakes. Ah, uh, yeah. And then it's yeah, just a picture of his daughter is printed on the uh, smothering device that you start smothering him with. <laughs> you sure you don't want to? Come on. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's as far as you can take that uh joke that I bit think so. is yeah is the, the delivery guy the delivery guy i think was the yeah the the nexus or the uh what's the like the climax or what am i going for there P- the pinnacle pinnacle yeah. maybe yeah the pinnacle of smothering is uh the delivery guy yeah, yeah. i mean I, wit. of course uh delivery guys are a big friend of the podcast and we would never smother Oh my then, god! No, I think I, I personally, I would reserve my smothering only for folks that uh, were on. That was their kink. Yes, absolutely, and yeah, I would do nothing short of tip the pants off every uh, delivery driver. I smother. I, I smother. <laughs> I hire to smother me. <laughs> uh. I think that's it as far as other things to hang on the wall other than the dead body of the guy you just smothered. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, stuff that you've, that you've used that's done, like maybe your last laptop, instead of throwing that away or recycling it, just nail it to the wall. 
honestly, I could see that like being a new age uh, design thing, like, right, just like draw, uh, dr- uh, drive a spike through an old laptop and sloppily, crookedly smash it into like the brick exposed wall. Yeah, I like that. That is easily around the corner. That's an Andy Warbucks waiting to happen right there. Yes. Andy the Warman Warbucks. Yeah. Well, art can take on many different uh, faces. And, uh, you know, I think we're here to shine a light on those that uh, might not be in the mainstream, but but could be if, if a little care is taken in the art community. Yes. <laughs> Either Siegfried or Roy died, right? I'd say uh, my guess would be that they're both dead. Really? Ah, really? Man. Are they? Like, were they? Am I thinking of the wrong guys? Am I think? I was thinking. Oh, maybe I was thinking of Siskel and Ebert. Siskel, I think, is still alive. Ebert, <laughs> I think, uh, sadly, sadly passed away. He went the way of Siegfried. Yes, I think it was Roy. I want to say that Roy is the one who died. Even though I think it's. It's always the uh, what is the what's the right way of saying that? It's always the one that you didn't want to. Only the good die young. Right. It's always the never the, the one you want. Always the one you do. Never the one you want. Always the one you do. Yeah. It is what I'm trying to say is I think we we were all hoping that Siegfried would have been the one to die, but I think it was Roy. Okay. And I actually think he didn't even die of getting attacked by the tiger. Oh, he just, right. Somebody smothered him. Siegfried smothered him. (laughs) (laughs) I think he did get smothered in a sense. I think he died of COVID. Oh, really? Yes, the Roy men. Hearing them, hearing those names, I would have said they were, um, you know, like 1500s, like guys who did something like Siegfried and Roy doesn't that sound old to you yes Siegfried there hasn't been a Siegfried in years get over here um yes and there never will be again no he's still alive he's the one who's still alive yeah okay so Siegfried I think it could just be foreign right there what are they Austrian a couple of Austrian weird weirdos who love love white tigers Okay, Siegfried. What is is that? What is their magic act anyway? Just well, I guess it doesn't exist anymore because for a couple reasons. But what is it? Just all right. We're not getting the tigers aren't eating us. Is that right? The whole thing? We just raised these tigers from when they were kids, and like they're they're just friends with us. Like, and oh, maybe here's what here's what would be the good way to do it: have tigers you raised, and then have tigers. You, I guess you also raise these other tigers, but you just raise them to be mean, and they look close enough, and you just like look how mean they these guys are. All right, everybody turn their backs, sub in the nice tigers, and then they're, you know, hugging and playing together. Oh, that's good. You get someone. Oh, we need a volunteer from the audience, and you give them the mean tigers, and they get they're just <laughs> viciously attacking the audience member. Oh, like oh, I guess it's not so easy, right? Uh, <laughs> You're <laughs> volunteer. Watch All this. Right. <laughs> you dress up as a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's not so easy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said it was. 
<laughs> right. They think they're there to like, you know, get their face painted or something really circusy and not dangerous. Well, <laughs> 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 the tiger just rips the kid to shreds. Ooh, yeah. You guys were saying this was easy up here. <laughs> what? No, we weren't. <laughs> No, no, yeah, I heard you. I heard you talking out there. You were saying, what is this guy? This guy doesn't know anything. He doesn't know how to mess with tigers. He can't, he can't train a tiger to save his life. Rips the kid to shreds. I'm like, all right. Everybody turn their back. <laughs> they uh, have a 20 guys, a special team of special tiger wranglers. Get the bad one out. Get the good one in. Yeah. All right, can we have another volunteer, please? No one? No one's going to, okay, wimps. And then he goes in and does it. I guess it's, it's nice not as tiger. easy as you guys thought then. No one said anything about that. <laughs> but are they, yeah, I guess they must have done some actual magic too. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel like it couldn't be a whole, they couldn't be considered magicians if all they did was uh, that whole switching of the tiger's bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i guess a lot of magic is just switching things though that's true right just switching the guy who is really cut in half <laughs> yeah. he looks nothing like the volunteer no 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 uh, no, 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 no. Like so many actually cut in half guys <laughs> right this is a particularly bad case of somebody being cut in half yes yep dewey the cock man <laughs> 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 oh yes it's what we're